What's up? It's Min. Welcome back to another episode of the Quality Under Pressure podcast. And today we had two guests in. We had two high school friends of mine, McKenna and Brittany. You might remember McKenna from episode seven, I believe it was. But today we talked about sort of what people go through when they uh, do training for the medical field. Um, But Brittany also, um, her topic of the day in a broad sense was resilience. So she talked about what that means Um, When you're going to school and things are getting tough and life is getting tough. But uh, she also uh, talked about resilience when it came to her firstborn. And it was this really tough but touching story. Um, So I think you'll have a good time with this one. Welcome to the Quality Under Pressure podcast, a podcast that reminds you that a conversation is still a beautiful thing. My name is Min. I am joined by my co-host, Adine, and uh, we have two guests today as we continue switching the format of our show, Uh, because we usually have one guest, but I'm trying to make it where I talk less, and my idea is if I have two guests and they have chemistry and they talk to each other, then the co-hosts sort of disappear, and then the guests can speak. But I'm already failing at that. Uh, but so let me introduce two of my high school friends, Brittany and McKenna is actually a repeat guest. So thanks for coming back on, McKenna. Absolutely. Happy to be here. How was your guys' 4th of July? It was good. I was camping. Oh, nice. Did you go far? No, just to the vet's camp up in, um, where is it? You don't even have to disclose it. I don't remember yeah. where it is, but yeah. <laughs> not that far away. Okay, good. McKenna, how's your fourth? You went? It was good. Yeah. Tubing for seven miles uh, down the Rum River, and I got a little roasted. But... Yeah. Do you normally sunburn? Uh, You're outside a lot. No, I mean, but I think anybody in seven hours plus. You know, oh, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Well, and it wasn't sunny, so it was like that oh, sneaky nice. sun. Nice, yeah. Sneaky UV rays okay. peeking through. Good, good. Well, I'm excited for this. Um, again, I hope you're, you've you been on, so you know what you're getting yourself yes. into. And you were great. I think, I still think your episode is still like one of the most listened to episodes that we have. Well, it was, uh, okay, it also is titled very interesting though. Like, I can't remember. It's something, that, the it dolphin sex. It was dolphin hair 666, because yeah. I think we <laughs> talked about the devil at one point, and then we talked about like dolphin sex, yeah. and then we talked about body hair. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. that was not usually like I do all the like stuff behind the scenes, but like Dawson actually like texted me um, like later in the day or the day after, and he's like, "You know, you have to title McKenna's episode Dolphin Hair 666." <laughs> I was like, "Sure, that's fine with me." <laughs> so I wonder if it is the title that like lured people in. It definitely. When I saw that title, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, I think course. the thumbnail too is like you and like Leo kissing too. So. <laughs> Yes, yes. Good times. I think that was episode seven. Um, I wish Dawson was here. I shaved my armpits. Just for him? No, not for him. (laughs) Absolutely. I just needed, I needed a little break. So I shaved my armpits. Nice. For 4th of July. It was like a celebration. So. Oh, okay. We should talk more about that. That's interesting. (laughs) All right. Uh, But yeah, episode seven. I think this is episode like 36 now. Damn. So yeah, you've been gone for a little while. Come back on more often. That's awesome. Um, so, again, we're continuing to reformat the show. And so this was the section where we did a speed round. Um, but when we, like, redid the speed round questions, it became this thing where, like, the qu- like before it used to be, like, hot dogs or hamburgers, like, buttholes and french fries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it was, like, really fast. Uh, but then now it became this thing where, like, we'd talk more about it. So we're moving that to the end of the show. Um, so I'm trying to get to questions that'll expose your guys' personality a little bit more. So hopefully these do that. Um, and so also to get into the topic of the day a little bit quicker, I was going to have like a time limit with music, like a five-minute song. But we're having technical difficulties, so we can't do that either. So I'll keep, I'll keep an eye on the clock. I can uh, put on a timer, man, Oh, if you want. Do like five, six minutes. Okay. Sweet. Thank you, Dean. Yeah. Um, so let's let's get started with that. But the first question, and then you guys can decide. You guys can duke it out and be like, who's answering first? And like, step all over each other and be rude. <laughs> if you went to college today, what would your major be? But we're going to talk about that kind of in a way, right? Yeah. Let's save that. Let's save that. Uh, I have, if religion never existed, would the world be a better place? So McKenna had, and I grew up talking about this. This is a hard one. Yes. part of me thinks... No, but part of me thinks yes. Me too, though. <laughs> me too, yeah. Like, there's certain aspects of religion that obviously cause 
major issues. Yeah. Like war, especially well, yeah, yeah. Lots of being, lots of wars and, and just being <laughs> and just being organized religions like that causes lots of tensions mm-hmm. with people. Um, but there's like good lessons that you can learn from being in the in a church or having a religion yeah. of any kind that helps you shapes you to be a better person too yeah even the organized part though too like that's the part one that's one of the elements that i enjoy most about it is that it's organized it's the central place and people can come and as long as you don't have like an extremist in there like like i go to church and i love the people that i'm around so that's like a good quality to it yeah yeah but but that's also under the assumption that there's not going that that couldn't exist like community organizations yeah. and things like that yes. that couldn't exist without religion and i don't think that that's true no not I think at that all. happens that happens naturally now i wish there was more of it yeah yeah exactly um what is the most major global issue right now <laughs> I'm gonna be like so like everybody else and say climate change. Ah! <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, it is. We're, we're, but, at, we're at the uh, consensus. Yeah. <laughs> Do you said global issue? Yeah, any global or I mean whatever. Like I, I just mean, didn't want to limit it to like U.S. That is, yeah. If if you're not limited, I would have to say climate change as well. Yeah. If you're not limited to the U.S., otherwise I'd say our fucking government. <laughs> so what do well, we do? They kind of go hand in hand. You have to, yeah. On a on a on a issue of this scale, you have to have large scale organizations to tackle it. Yeah. And what's bigger than government around the world? So, uh, who is your fr- favorite president or world leader, dead or alive? Who's your favorite celebrity? How about that? Oh come on! <laughs> I'll widen the pool. So, I know there's totally crickets there because that's. I mean, you should have. Like, I was gonna say Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, because I don't know, like my, I don't know. I went to a school that was in St. Paul, and I was a minority there because it was like oh, wow. in the Rondo neighborhood. Yeah, and like Martin Luther King was like a big inspiration to everybody so yeah. i grew up with that and so that would probably will you explain mine. that juxtaposition how were you a minority and what was the average okay. there so i went to a poor black public school in st paul in downtown st paul and i there were like maybe three other white girls there yeah. and two of them were my sisters <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and then it was all like either um black students or like asian students yeah <laughs> because it was everybody from the rondo neighborhood or like from the Frogtown neighborhood yeah so oh, we're running out of time or we just <laughs> ran out of time i had another follow-up question let me, I'm, let me ask that do you how do you think that shaped who you are today um well it made me more accepting yeah and um i always felt like i treated everybody else equally but even when i found that like other people weren't necessarily that way after i moved into the suburbs and Mm -hmm. realized that other people were not that way always and kind of mean yeah I mean, I, I mean, I had the, I grew up in Minneapolis, and then like all my friends were people of color. Then I moved out to Maple Grove. Um, then I went to Maple Grove Junior High, and like I'm like one of like five Asian kids there. So I, I mean, and it's like when you're when you're younger too, it's it's harder to notice things that happen, like invisible forces that happen. And then sort of like in retrospect, I was like, oh god, like that sucks for me because just the way I was treated differently, but you just kind of don't realize it when you're in the moment either. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So now this is good. This is good. We are getting into the topic of the day quicker. Uh, I've been asking former guests for feedback. um, And they, some of them had said that there's sort of an electronic use issue in the room sometimes. So like I have my phone away. So like be cognizant of that. Um, So, you also have a topic of the day then, McKenna. Oh, I just, I have politics right now. And okay. I think, I think uh, the Democratic debate's just happening. I am starting, I'm starting to branch into those subjects and I want to get like other people's opinions and get yeah. talking about it. And I'm just excited. In, in the coming months, we should do an episode with you and can you get Ross on? 
Um, uh, he might not live in the state right oh. now, but I will find out. I haven't, okay. like, I was going to reach out to him last time, but really? yeah, I haven't. So okay. I feel like he might be living in the Dakotas, but let me check on that. That'd be awesome. Kay. Yeah, he'd be good to talk with. Oh my god, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> crazy. That'd be so crazy. Because I feel like he's just more and more extreme the older he's gotten, so it's really? going to be great. Well, wow. he became a Baptist. I told you last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, Baptist yeah, yeah. minister. Like, to me, yeah. just, oh, it's weird. Okay. fascinating. I feel like I've become less and less extreme. Yeah, yeah. And more and more apathetic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brittany, what is your topic of the day? Uh, resilience. Resilience, yes. yes. And that can mean a lot of things. Yeah. Is there... Do, you have it in three different categories, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a military spouse who just had um, my husband come back from a deployment, mm-hmm. and then um, from school, and then I have a daughter who's uh, had a really long medical journey. Mm-hmm. So I've had to kind of learn to be resilient yeah. along the way. Yeah. Great. Should we? Do we want to start with school? Since you said there's overlap with you and McKenna there. Sure. <laughs> so resilience in school. What does that mean to both of you guys? Well, I actually have had to retake classes, so mm-hmm. that's kind of being resilient. How, how was how was like high school for you guys? Hard. Was it? Oh, it was hard. Okay. It was middle of the road for me. It's, yeah. Uh, if I tried, it was okay. Yeah. It was yeah. boring. Boring. Yeah. Uh, well, I always like to have my hand in everything. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe boring would be yeah, <laughs> like in constant stimulation. Yeah, attention. Both Brittany and I have attention issues here. <laughs> True so story. We can relate on that for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. we also like grew up like during the uh, the No Child Left Behind era too. Yeah. So it's just like so much test taking, yeah. and so like that obviously doesn't fit how everyone like learns. Or like how everyone should be evaluated isn't there, either. Isn't there like crazy testing happening now though too? Is there? I've like recently heard of a bunch of testing that um, someone else was talking that was younger than me. And I thought, I was like, I don't remember doing that kind of testing or that. They were oh. like, I mean, I know we did, we definitely did testing. And I I remember some parts of it. I don't think I paid near near enough attention that I should have. But, <laughs> but I feel like there's still a lot of testing. Yeah. My, uh, my girlfriend is a middle school teacher. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robbinsdale Middle School. And she was telling me about all the tests they've been taking this year. And I look back on when I was in middle school, I don't think I took that many tests. Yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Even during our, because like people say like our generation took a lot of tests. Yeah, I know. Too. For sure in high school, I remember taking a lot of tests, mm-hmm. but but not middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to oh, a charter okay. school yeah. for middle school, so I don't remember any tests at all, actually. Mm. What? Chelsea well, takes a lot of tests. Really? And she's only in third grade. Oh my God. Yeah. What did it, what? I'm kind of curious, like, are the teachers in favor of that or like? Well, she goes to a charter school. It's a preparatory school. So they do a lot of testing to kind of see where they're at. But then she has a lot of tests that are mandated by the state of Minnesota, too. See, I had no, I I, honest to God, don't remember any testing. And I went to a charter school, a newer charter school. So is that why you're a hippie? (laughs) (laughs) My parents would say so. That that screwed me up for life. (laughs) They didn't want me to go to Northview. So I went to to charter school instead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What was the, like, so then like, let's move away from high school afterwards. What has been the hardest part for you guys? For Like, um, what is testing your resilience? In post-second, post-second, yes. <laughs> That's what it's called. Well, I had to figure out what I wanted to do Oh yeah. first off because when I didn't know what I wanted to do or have passion, I just didn't care and I didn't do well. I also had to overcome because I have attention issues and I'm dyslexic as well, which I didn't know. Yeah. So that has been really interesting to figure out ways to... Um, kind of work with that yeah and even sometimes use it to my advantage yeah um but it took a lot to get to that point and i had to retake a lot of classes too because of that i'm i'm interested in hearing how you learned that you were at that point like what are the things that could happen that would so like future you like all the future you's that are coming up right now how do we know that about that person quicker so we can begin to support people that like that like is it classroom sizes or like what stigmas, do we do stigmas i feel like more than anything mm-hmm. and yeah, i'm totally definitely right now but. definitely stigma because mm-hmm. i was able to hide it so well that nobody ever knew yeah mm-hmm. and you had to hide it because 
it was, oh, my teacher's going to think I'm dumb? Um, I think it was uh, more peers. I was worried about okay. what peers would think than yeah. teachers because teachers are there to help you and everything. And <laughs> I feel like when I would ask for help, they were really good and they d- didn't make me feel, I don't know, ashamed or whatever. But I think it was like, I felt like everybody around me was so smart <laughs> and I didn't feel like I felt it. Like I was in the same box, even though a lot of people would say they thought I was smart, but yeah. I never felt like that because I struggled a lot. Yeah. With tests? With <clears throat> tests, with everything. Yeah. Reading was so difficult for me. Yeah, right. It still is. Right. And that's why like tests like to me are a bummer. Like, great, that's one way you can I think I I also think there's a movement of people that say like we should just get rid of tests as a stupid way to evaluate people. But also, but like, I think it, it's needed in, so, yeah. in some things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like I don't know, like like a, a math class. If somebody <sighs> gives you, if somebody gives you a problem, <laughs> there is an there is an absolute end to that. McKenna loves math. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you know this, Min, but like Brittany and I have, we didn't have classes together, but we studied together. That's, yeah, like, that's what okay. said. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, Brittany's been very open about like her struggles, and I'm very blatant about my struggles. And math is never. I'm uh, <laughs> taking calculus next semester, and Yikes. I'm absolutely dreading it. But uh, math is a constant, constant battle. And I think testing math can be hard. Um, yes, there's usually an absolute answer. Yeah. Um, but definitely not not something. I ever want to do. Yeah. I, I just am like, for me, pulling teeth the entire way. Yeah. Or even like a history class. Like, do you remember the year that this happened? Which is also, I'm 50-50 on that because it's like, do we have Google now? So it's like, <laughs> why would I ever have to remember like the exact year that that happened when I can just refer to it in like five <laughs> seconds? Yeah. Uh, but also like, there's still, I think, like advantage to like, if you're, if you're going to be an historian, yeah. just commit it to memory. Like yeah. that's, that's what you do. I'm always impressed with people who can like remember dates and yeah. specific. Like I'm always, I feel like I can do eras. Like, oh, I know that you know tr- this event, Chernobyl happened. You know, in the yeah. 80s or like I can pick eras, but dates. Oh my god, never. Yeah, never. Like, why do you? Why do you have Gandhi's birthday committed to memory? <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys, when you guys like, quote unquote study together, did you guys have difficulties with the same class? We we've never been in the same class. Or like or we s- s- the same topic. Together, um, I think we took well, we were in A and P at the same time, I think. But we were in Oh, I was in A and P two and you were in A and P one. Maybe that's what's that? Anatomy, uh, anatomy and physiology. Oh. Okay. What's one cool thing you learned in that class? Oh there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very fun class. Tell so. me something about it. Who that sounds like did you fun. have for two? I had Paula Coonquest. Of course you did. Oh, yeah, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You can you, learning the heart, learning about all internal organs, everything. I mean, you're just learning about the body. Like everything you learn about the body, just mm-hmm. is a better understanding. This is yourself. one semester, one course. Oh well, I mean, it's A and P one and two. So there's okay. like you know, I was in one and she was in two. Did at you the get time. to dissect anything? Mm-hmm. You do. Um, what did you do? Um, we did. A fetal pig, I think. Yeah. And we did a heart. Yeah. I did a cow's gross. heart, I think. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. That's yeah. gross. It was excellent. Did yeah. it? It was. I love and, that oh, stuff. We, I had a cadaver lab. I went to St. Paul College for my AMP too, but um, oh, we did a cool. cadaver lab, which the U of M put on for us. So you got to see human body parts, which the most interesting, and Brittany's going to appreciate this, is they had... Um, Generation after generation of pacemakers. So pacemakers from like oh, sweet. this, the earliest one, which I'm totally going to give a wrong date here. So I'm not going to say. <laughs> You're not a historian? No, I don't remember when. 1891. Oh, probably not that old. But, um, <laughs> it's like the 1950s when they first. The Was it really? Something around there. Wow. I should probably ask Brittany. She knows more about the heart than I do. Um, and then all the way up to the most recent ones. And it was it was pretty I was like oh that's not a big deal and then I saw all of them and it was really cool like how pacemakers cool. work and whatnot. but yeah how different they looked yeah yeah and how big and like the mm-hmm. size and now how little they are yeah yeah man that is cool and joints oh my god you huh? do not believe joints so like if oh. someone gets like a knee replacement you lift one of those up like from their first knee replacements they weigh like 
I don't know, 40 pounds. Like, can you wow. imagine like adding 40 pounds to your leg? It's just pure metal you? that yeah. like would slip out. So like people's kneecaps would slip out. Mm-hmm. And so they keep redesigning them, redesigning them, making better. And that was really fascinating to, to see the different um, oh. replacements. But yeah. Getting grossed out over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it. it my mind, when you said uh, joints, I was like, wait, your school <laughs> shows like how people roll joints differently throughout the years. Obviously. I was like, what? Why? How the hell do you think you get through school? <laughs> you gotta relax, man. <laughs> that stress isn't good for anybody. We should uh, also tell the audience, uh, what, what are you guys studying? And then ultimately, what do you guys want to be career-wise? I'm studying. I'm studying for nursing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just reapplied to the nursing program. So you want to be a nurse? Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to be a doctor, but oh. I have children, so nursing is my first step. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's gonna be, I don't know, somewhat easier. It's still, it's not that, not that it's an easy major, right, but right. it's shorter, mm-hmm. less time to um, put in right now. I'm finishing my biology degree, and I would like to be going to PA school after that. She will. Physician's yeah. assistant She's school. totally going to be a PA. Yeah, what do you mean it's, I would like to? It's, like, incredibly competitive. Oh, and mm. uh, going back to this resilience, uh, Brittany's much more resilient than I am, I feel like. Um, I it's the average GPA is in the 3.8 and higher, and yep. you have to have, like, 1,600 hours of um Joint clinical rolling. time and joint <laughs> rolling and uh, volunteer and mm. and they're really they expect a lot of you like so if you're going to school full time and you're volunteering and you have clinical hours it's like you must be a zombie like yeah. by the time mm-hmm. you get there and have no social skills yeah. in my mind like if you go right from high school to college to like PA school I just don't know how people can like meet those expectations and be a well-rounded human being without some kind of like break in between yeah but I my grades are all right. They're decent now, but yeah. I've definitely during the time when Brittany and I were together, I was struggling for a bit there, and uh, I've got my head back above water. But that, that damages on my my um, records. So. Yeah, but you've been moving around a lot. Like everyone has life things pop up, so yeah. it's just it's just. You have to juggle it. You have to be resilient. <laughs> well, and me going back to work right now is is very exciting, and I hope that will give me a lot more clinical hours yeah. and help me uh, help boost my profile. I guess. When you said Brittany, you feel like Brittany's more resilient than you are. Can you specify what you meant by that? I don't have fucking kids that I have to take care of. At the time, I didn't have a mortgage. I have a mortgage now. Brittany has all this stuff going on. Like her, and she lived at school. From from my perception, she was at school. She'd wake up, she'd be there, she'd be studying. She also was doing, we did um, a Mayo Clinic, um, what is the Mayo Project? Uh, The Impact. Impact, Mayo Impact Project together, which is like just extra sides. She's done so many extra things that have nothing to, well, they have to do with like her field, but aren't the required classes, like always doing more and always interested in extra things. Um, You can, you can get more into that. But like, to me, I'm just like, how can you juggle all these things and do all of these things? Like her resilience of just being like and dedicated to what she's doing. Does the perception meet the reality? Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So this um, is like, you know, those Instagram posts, <laughs> like people always put like perception and reality and just like this time it there's overlap. There is some overlap, yeah. definitely. But I just, I don't know. I'm a nerd. I like learning about all that stuff. <laughs> and like I said, I want to be a doctor. So I have to do research and mm-hmm. other things like that. And that's what we were doing with that impact project is that we were doing research and it was something that's really near and dear to me because it was about hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which is a congenital heart defect. And that's what my oldest daughter, that's not what she was born with, but she was born with multiple congenital heart defects that are similar mm-hmm. to that. Was that so, English? <laughs> no. I don't know what that means. So I'm going to take it as disrespect. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so what we were studying is basically when people are born with, like, basically half a heart. Oh, my God. They only have okay. the right side of their heart is fully functioning. The left side, only half of it works if if the left atrium works. Yeah. 
must dumb it down. Your face twitched. You're just like, this idiot doesn't understand anything I'm saying. No. Must no, tone it down. No, it's, it's really a lot. Like, I've been in this world for nine years. Yeah. So I've been around it for a long time. Yeah, it, it's it's abbreviated HLHS, but I can never remember the abbreviation, so I have to sit in my head and be like hypoplastic. <laughs> okay, HLHS. That's wild. Um, it's actually super fascinating. But the uh, Mayo Impact Project, if you've never heard of it before, every year the Mayo Clinic does um, puts a pro like puts a project out, and the point of it is to like really get minds of people who. Um, outside of the, like the normal field that, yeah. you know, younger minds that might have um, think outside of the box and be able to come up with ideas of why this is happening, uh, why this like um, instead of the regular PhD right, students right. who are normally doing this, they want to open it up to undergrads. Which is so important because like if you go through training for that long, there's so much group thinking, mm. like in group thinking that happens. So that's great that they're aware of that. Yeah. Did you guys spend time down there a lot then? Like Rochester Mail or like, no, okay, one we of the satellites? were just there for a day. Oh, no, okay. so we, mm. so we worked on the project, the research project and what our like uh, hypothesis basically is for okay. what we think is causing it um, together for a while. And then uh, once we uh, finished it, they have everybody who's doing this project present it to, at the Mayo Clinic. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you guys know how, what is the f percentage of the population that has this condition? It's not a lot. Which is um, good. For congenital heart defects, one in 100 Americans are born with a congenital heart defect. But um, for like a CCHD, which is, um, I don't know, complex congenital heart defect, oh. um, it's like 1% of that 1 in 100. Okay, so there are different like magnitudes of this, um, and but either way, it's still uncommon. Right. Okay. I mean, we we all know some, I'm not going to say who, but we all know somebody who recently had a child that had this, so it's it's wow. not, it's uncommon, but I feel like, uh, especially with the left, the left side of the heart, like that's such an important, obviously both sides of the heart important. But, yes, yeah. Um, well, I, that's that, that's ma like made me think too. Like, it's weird to say a mild form of this because it's like it's your heart. Um, but if you, if you have a mild form of this, do do you catch it like like when you're three? You're like, I'll let you take that, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have I was born with a hole in my heart. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I didn't know until after I had my oldest daughter. So I was 23. Yeah, that's, when what, that's they, what I mean, yes. When they found out that I had a hole in my heart. so And the only reason they knew was because the stress of pregnancy and labor um, was a lot on my heart. So it was starting to make my heart um, enlarge. Yeah. And um, I fainted three times at work. And then after the third time fainting, they <sighs> discovered that, oh, yeah, you have a hole in your heart. Yeah. So I have... Um, device in my heart now that closed that hole and then um for the complex congenital heart defects they do testing now at least in the united states most states i think if not all states um they do what's called a pulse ox so they basically put a band-aid on a finger and they're able to determine the oxygen level in people's holy blood holy moly and by doing that they can determine if there's a possibility of a heart defect or lung condition that they need to address right away yeah but i know that like the and correct me if i'm wrong on this Brittany, there's the left side of the heart is if that doesn't that's the first part of your heart that is formed right Yes. And so if that doesn't form correctly, if that doesn't form, like the other side of your heart is not going to run efficiently. Okay. So yeah. it's not very common to live if you have <laughs> if okay. you're born with okay. this. It's, it's yeah. You very, need to have surgery percent. right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like within 72 hours usually. You of need to have born. some type of wow. surgery to either keep a hole open so that there's mixing of the blood so you at least get somewhat oxygenated blood because the left side of your heart is the side of the heart that gives you oxygenated blood and mm -hmm. the right side of the heart is the side of the heart that brings in the deoxygenated blood okay 
So when did they screen? When did they do that? That rubber band? It sounds like caveman technology. <laughs> the, like the, the um bandaid thing. When do they apply that diagnostic? Uh, they have to wait until at least twenty four hours after birth, but it's before okay. you're discharged from the hospital. Wow, they do that pretty quickly then. Okay, yeah. man, that is crazy. Yeah. Talk about resilience. Mm. <laughs> that whole story was just like. <laughs> I was like, yeah. well, oh my God, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. But my point being, rounding that back, is that, that Brittany got, <laughs> has all kinds of other things going on in her life besides school. And she seems to still have a full load and juggle it pretty well. Yeah. But I, and, and the reason. Seems to is the key. <laughs> she shows up every day when I was just ready to just quit and yeah. call, call it a but day. But you so. are, like, knowing you. For, for as long as I have, I know you are resilient too. Like even with like your physical injuries and all of this, I think we, and then when I, what I admire about your resiliency is you are so mindful of everything. And so I feel like you're the type of person is, okay, there's this issue. Let me go into my corner and like, let me think about it in my, you know, in my own head. Yeah. Um, and then you like, you know, you like think about all these different steps and then you communicate that. So like you, you have created like a system for yourself to manage any like stress and be resilient that way. Hmm. Like, have you done that your whole life? Absolutely not. And that's okay. <laughs> only because I'm such a reactive person. I feel like uh, naturally I'm always like, here's something that's happening. Let me react instantly without oh. processing. So recognizing that, like being aware that I have that problem and like, especially with my choices and things. Um, I don't, I don't feel like I have, regrets and any of the choices I make and yeah. being very reactive has got me into places that I'm very happy that I, I have that um, that I've made good I've made decisions and luckily I've made really good decisions at times um, I don't feel like I have a lot of regrets in my life choices but I will say that I'm much better at like sitting back now and taking things in and then making choices and making things like that because I definitely and I tend to over like think that I can do it all yeah. all the time. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'll sign up for 10 classes or whatever. And, and I'll, I'll <laughs> just drink a lot of caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Brittany's even worse than that. But, um, but now I'm definitely more like, like maybe I should only do this and start with this. And well, you know, in this next semester, I'm going to be working full time. Yeah. Taking calculus. And uh, I think I'm going to do bio too, thrown in there as well. Yeah, so. why? Oh, why? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that just well, so fun. <laughs> I want to keep I want to keep up with my math, and I just that I have to do. Like I took pre-calc last semester, yeah. so like taking calculus is like I can't get behind because mm-hmm. it's definitely a weakness for me. And um, and I always love sciences, so at least if I'm going to take calculus, like give me some science thrown See, in there. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, that uh, guest intro question that I had: If uh, you went back to college today, what would be your major? Like, I would want to be, like, a physicist. Yeah? Yeah. So it's just, like, I love that you guys mm. are actually... What would you do with that? I don't know. Make shit. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Figure out, like, figure out how to get to Mars or something. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Just something like that. But, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm like, oh, you guys are, like, you guys are doing it now. You guys are going to be scientists. Dude, I'm dragging my feet through the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's going to be another few years here, but yeah. Dean, what yeah. level calc did you study till? Uh, four. Um, it, I didn't even know they God. made a calc four. Yeah. Yeah. What, Wait, is, what is that called? It's multivariable calculus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was like okay. Oh, that's calc do four. They, do they have okay? So what is then two and three? It's just called calc two because I thought that multivariable was like three, three was um. Linear algebra. Okay. And then I don't okay. remember what two was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what just it? calc two uh, AR. Is it? Yeah. Wait, what does that? So calc three is linear algebra. Yeah. Then why isn't it just <laughs> algebra? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I don't. I studied all this and I just never use it anymore. Yeah. So, but yeah. But you, if mm-hmm. you like hit a book again, like you could recall it. Probably. Yeah. It probably take some time. But yeah, I could probably get the hang of it again. I don't know, man. I see some Greek letters, and I gotta, I start running. Yeah, that's just how my mind works. I think growing up, I was always really good at math. It just came pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I never really had to study as long as I just did the homework. It would just come to me. But other classes like geography or history, mm. any of that, I would always have to study pretty hard to do well. Why do you yeah. think? Because like I, I know one quality that you have is you have a good memory. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it? You don't think it's like photo, photo. 
<laughs> photogenic photographic yeah. memory i kind of thought about it i don't know i think maybe it's just because math came easily to me growing up that i wanted to put in the effort to to do all with that yeah and then i would just get disinterested with other subjects that i actually oh. had to put more work into wait so what yeah. is your degree uh computer science computer science okay yeah. Sorry if you said that already. No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. What, but why? Well, I'm trying to get mm -hmm. to why did that come easier mm -hmm. for you? So I, I agree. Like you know, you can you can divert from other yeah. topics that come less easy to you. Yeah. I'm curious. Why do you think that came easier to you? It's logical. Yeah, maybe. See, for me, it's completely Genetics. illogical. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what are these numbers? Right. Hey, do you remember the unit circle? No. What is oh that? God. What You're is that? So far I, don't, past I don't even know if that sounds That's familiar. trigonometry. <laughs> oh. Trigonometry. Unit circle, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. basic calc and trigonometry. Yeah. Wait, trig is a part of calc? Yeah, usually oh, yeah. calc one or pre-calc is trig. Jeez. I took like a, I took like abbreviate because we had to learn elements of calc in grad school. And so I don't actually know what like calc is. I just know how to do like partial derivatives and stuff like that. Nice. Oh, okay, yeah. This is, this is, I mean, he looks at a picture. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's no, not like I could explain it to you, but this yeah. looks like stuff I remember doing. Dean's yeah. the yeah. Matrix. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, most of my last semester was uh, drawing that about a hundred times. So yuck. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish I could like, I wish I had that. I wish I could look at this and like, cause like after grad school and like doing like e econ, like taking semesters of econ. Now when I like look at the world, mm -hmm. like that's how that's the lens I look at the world through. So it's like behavioral econ, like economics, like how is this like like human capital interacting with like other elements and like passing through each other. Mm. So like that's how I look at the world. And I just keep thinking if I had like a mathematical, like a like more mathematical background, like how It's amazing what you can use it. I you know. can use it for. I'm sure you I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but like okay. I once I started yeah. it, Tell, like, teach Dean yeah. about calculus. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I definitely feel like when I started, um, so when I went to a charter school, like I didn't learn much math at all. Um, oh. I so my entire middle school. There was math courses, but it wasn't until I was probably in seventh or eighth grade. And then um, there was just a lot of flexibility within that school. Yeah. So if I could skip out on that, I would. <laughs> um, but I definitely started off at in high school very behind on my math. They very did behind. make you a hippie. See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were very into humanities. And this is definitely something that my parents are very, uh, we're not very, uh, we're very critical of. But there's some great things about the school. No, terrible I, things too. But I think we need, actually, like the U.S. education needs more of that. Because I want to hear about like the Scandinavian like education system, how they have like shorter days and like more recess. And uh, the ratio between students to teachers is lower it's like you know if we go outside and a student sees a beetle like some students are going to be interested some students are not so how do you support the students that are interested to like follow stuff that they think look awesome and they want to learn more so it's just yeah. like that's it was like oh look at this beetle it's cool and then you bring them to the library and they hit books about beetles and now all of a sudden they're like a biologist right and stuff like that so right and i think that's good too but if you think about it having you know, colleges, all they really want you to get a degree and they want you to take classes that are completely irrelevant to mm -hmm. what your major is. But I feel like I'm totally in the mi minority of that. I think that that's a great thing. I think that's a great thing, too. I yeah. think having well-rounded people, and I don't, I would say, like, I would have no interest in seeing a beetle when I was a kid. Yeah. Maybe as much. I mean, I was into animals and stuff. But as I'm older, like, my what my interests are have completely changed and what fascinates me has yeah. completely changed. And if I hadn't gotten, like, I don't know, I just, I appreciate getting exposures to everything and not necessarily like trying to pinpoint like, oh, this is what you're you're interested in. So let's push you that direction. Yeah, I think so, too. I think you have to do all the low hanging fruit first. And just like, you know, if, if I'm in third grade, I'm like, multiplication is hard, but look at this beetle. <laughs> and I never learned that. Like you, you exactly you have to give them that foundation. Oh, I was absolutely forced to to do math. And I had math tutors throughout the summer. and I just hated math at all. Yeah. So for me, like going into college and and getting through algebra was just like that was so um that that's where resilience comes from. because <laughs> i was like i am just i can't and, and for everyone else it's like oh i took out algebra in high school i was like I, I didn't i took the very whatever the basic was the absolute minimal and then i was done yeah 
Yeah. But like you said, too, like you didn't have to do that at your charter school. So yeah. like when you entered high school, you didn't have that foundation. Was, oh, such a it's still it still bothers me to this day. Like there's still gaps in in my math that I can feel. And I'm like, oh, I should know this. And know. I've had to go back and do a lot more work. And now I, now it's better. But yeah. 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 And when we were in school, like in junior high and high school, we had the integrated math, which was stupid. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> what, what is that? I remember that. <sighs> the integrated yeah. math, like classes. I don't even know what it was. That, everything it was is like, jumbled up in yeah, one. Yeah, basically. Yeah. They didn't like separate it out and explain the differences and it, it was all like this is math yeah <laughs> I, think, I think it's like yeah. the, the starting of everything and uh, then it got the more the second one was the more advanced of everything and then the third one was the yeah. more advanced of yeah. all of that information newton's yep. just like yelling at us <laughs> from hell i was just i was trying to think which one did he go, which one did newton go to i think it made me i don't know not like math because I was in integrated math three when I was in eighth grade and everybody else in that class was like, at least they were all in ninth grade. And I'm like, all right, well, this is weird. Or I might've been in seventh grade. I don't know. Yeah. I was young. Yeah. That's I another thing. The that's weird too. Class. Cause like when you're, when you're in like grade school, like even from seventh to eighth grade, you're just like, oh my God, that's an eighth grader. <laughs> so to like displace you and like, cause you're like, oh, you're smart. Like go hang out with the ninth graders. All of a sudden, you feel so uncomfortable in class. Mm. But it's like you need you need. Oh, I was the exact opposite. I was always the oldest one. In the <laughs> 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 I was like, Look at this bitch! <laughs> what is she doing here? <laughs> she slept through sophomore year. That's awesome. Oh man, yeah. I feel like we need to dice. Oh, you guys know how to dissect stuff? We need to dissect Dean's brain. Oh, I actually wow. know how to cut brain specifically really yes yeah. we we did actually have to cut brain didn't we uh, like <laughs> human brain yeah yeah well i've done well, human I don't, brain yeah. but i don't Gross. know so, i have yeah Oof. brains brains are very precious tissue yes, yes for did, sure dean did you listen to the most recent episode of radio lab uh about einstein's brain no no i started that episode oh, but i haven't gotten yeah. very far I gotta, re- mm-hmm. I gotta listen to that you one. should it's really good they're doing like a series on intelligence and the I think this is episode three. Yep. And um, someone when Einstein died, someone quote unquote stole his brain, and they like like looked into it, and they found little differences. No one's you can't like it's at a point where you can't really link causality. Like because his brain was structured this way, this is what made him smart. But like little differences, like where he has he has the frontal lobe has the same amount of synapses as we do, but they're clustered closer in his oh. brain. See, this is my jam right here. I gotta watch. I gotta listen to that. That's for Radio Lab, you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they're like talking yeah. about like, does that mean like his brain communicates faster? Um, also, like the part of, the, of our brain that sees like patterns, his that part of his brain is structured differently. And someone like linked that to the literature that he wrote, where a lot of the stuff he talks about, um, he talks about shapes. Um, so like when he talks about gravity and things like that, he always. Um, communicates it. it yes oh, and so people crazy. think like is it because that part of the brain was like st- more stimulated for him that's why he can like see patterns in the universe that we can't necessarily see mm. so like i don't know it's crazy stuff like that so oh, that's awesome dean has dean has a fucked up brain. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, maybe <laughs> do you see patterns dean yeah do you uh well, like, how do you memorize? I remember when we were young, yeah. I knew I had a horrible memory. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, Dean, like at three o'clock, can you re- can you remind me to like go do the laundry? <laughs> and without fail, like we'd be playing video games. He's like, Hey, Min, laundry. I'm like, What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, it, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I, I don't have an explanation for it. It's just how my brain works. I guess like one of the things um, about me is that I'm really good at recognizing faces too. Yeah. Um, even like Brittany, maybe, you know, today's the only day we'll ever meet, but I might be able to pick you out in the crowd, say at the state fair or something this summer, mm-hmm. just things like that. I'm I can, like that I can too. Do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not going to remember your name, yeah. but I'll, I'll mm-hmm. remember yeah. your face for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. So Dean, do you, um, do you, or have you ever drank alcohol? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this isn't was, water, by the way. <laughs> I mean, just like, yeah. is that like, have you d- drank a lot in your 20s? Or would you say that you 
Like, then, I know that men didn't drink for, like, a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just curious because I know that, you know, brain development, especially for men in, like, in your early 20s, mm-hmm. that's a huge time where your brain's actually growing um, and developing. And I just, I am always curious in people who are good with stuff like that, that mm. how much they've drank. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't really start drinking until I probably was about 20. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, who knows? Where my mind would be at if I didn't start drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Could have had the next Einstein over here, but society ruined him. <laughs> well, Min, didn't we talk about that last time? About, or maybe maybe this was a you and I conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but your gyri, like on the back of your brain, um, with music specifically, if you learn music within a certain age, I feel like we, didn't we talk about, is this ringing a bell for you? I remember we, I mean, we talked about, I felt like over our, our like last five Hangouts, we've talked about the brain twice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So sorry if this is repeat, but no. like how they've found that um, any like Beethoven and uh, well, probably not Beethoven, but somebody like Beethoven who learned music early on, um, their brain actually, the, the outside um, forms different folds so oh, that weird. they can look at the brain and be like, oh, this person. Um, and specifically this one, I don't remember which section of the brain, but it's in the back. Um they form a question, like a sh- shape of a question. No, mark no way. Yeah, it's like just the way the the brain pattern like looks. And yeah, it forms this um, type of question mark on the back. You want to look this up? You want to see if you can find it on the internet? That sounds like some hot internet bullshit. Though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I saw this uh, years ago. I want to say it was on PBS. They had this uh, some kind of series. But um, people who learn before like the age of five, if they learn a musical instrument, yeah. they can form this question mark shape. Wow. It, on the back of their brain. It's like they can look at a brain and be like, oh, this person learned music early on. Yeah, that's wild. My brother and I, we have... Fact check. We have, yeah, <laughs> sorry. he's doing it. <laughs> My brother and I have all sorts of uh, like inside lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like recently, we, we uh, anytime someone does something smart, the first thing we'll say is like wrinkly ass brain. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that's you one of them. You want those grooves. Yeah. More, okay. uh, the more grooves you have, the more information, right? Yeah. The brain is so fascinating. It's so crazy. I mean, we talked about oh, too. Shit. Like I started drinking so late in life. And so like I'm like, I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I wonder how the benefits of that. <sighs> like, if 25 is when you're quote unquote, like your brain starts, stops developing. I'm like. Dude, I did it. I did it right. Yeah, yeah. And thinking about Alzheimer's and whatnot. Yeah. Like, p- plaque buildup on your brain. I think about that stuff all. The time. I wish like I didn't drink till I was twenty five. <laughs> it's yeah. like when my brain starts to physically deteriorate, which is in your mid twenties, I think. Maybe it's thirties, um, where it starts. Go- I feel like twenty five is like the peak. Yeah. I want to say, but um, when it starts going downhill, I'm like, okay, then I'll start you know, drinking or doing, you know, it shouldn't have started so early. So sometimes they talk about laws and stuff about like drinking and yeah. what the drinking age should be. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, man, maybe, maybe that would be for the best of our society. Oh, yeah. Our laws are so arbitrary. (laughs) (laughs) Or if his mom didn't start drinking so early. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Trump's mom. It's not your fault. Uh, Brittany, can I ask you a question too? In our prep doc, you said that you have a medically fragile daughter. Is that an actual term that they use in hospitals? Uh, I don't really know. Okay, because I'm I'm like they've like uh, doctors have called her medically fragile. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I mean, it obviously made sense what you. But I was just like, oh, I never, I never, I never heard that before. And so, um, do you do you want to get into? Do you want to talk about that or military sure. spouse? I can talk about Josie first, and then okay. I'll talk about military life. Okay. Um, so Josie was born with multiple congenital heart defects. She had double outlet right ventricle, um, a VSD, which is a hole in the heart, mm-hmm. pulmonary stenosis, and transposition of the great arteries. So her pulmonary artery and her aorta both came out of her right ventricle but they were like the the side that they're supposed to be on were swapped that's the transposition of the great arteries and then her pulmonary artery was narrowed yeah so that's the stenosis and then she had that little hole in her heart too between the ventricles um and she when she was six weeks old almost six weeks old. She wasn't quite six weeks old yet. She had her first heart surgery, so she had a 
little device put in her heart to help with the um, blood mixing so that she would have enough oxygenated blood where she needed it. And then when she was eight months old, she had her first, um, like, big heart surgery where they corrected um, the defect. And then when she was having that surgery, she went into heart failure on the operating table, so they had to put in a pacemaker. And then a week after that, they had to let the swelling go down, and then they put in a permanent pacemaker because her heart still wasn't working right. Yeah. And then shortly after that, she went into heart failure. So it was like four months after that, she went into heart failure again. And then she had um, to have a be listed for heart transplant. She had a couple of surgeries and stuff to try to correct the the surgery that she did have, but they weren't effective. How many children do you have? I have two. This Um, This is my oldest. Okay, okay. So this is this is how you entered motherhood. Yes, <laughs> which it is crazy. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> so then, when when you, so we've heard the story four months out. When do you begin to live a quote unquote normal life with your child? Oh man. Okay. So when she went into heart failure and she was listed for heart transplant, she was sixteen months old. This mm-hmm. was like. So when she was eight months old, she had the corrective surgery. Then when she was about one year old, so 12 months old, she went into heart failure. And then it was a couple months after that that she was actually listed for heart transplant. And then Mm -hmm. at 16 months old, she had her heart transplant. She had a lot of complications. um, So she had lots of other surgeries around this time too. Mm -hmm. And she had to have a feeding tube. She was on oxygen and BiPAP. and BiPAP is basically just like a ventilator, but like by mask. Okay. And um, she was on IV medication still. And that was until she was, oh man, at least two and a half. Is she home at all during this period? Or yeah, like, okay. she was in the hospital for almost a year. Okay. From like her first birthday until it was in August of that year. So she was born in January. It was in August that she came home. But she was in and out of the hospital probably until she was almost three years old. Yeah. And then it started getting a little bit more normal. We had her her sister when she was a little over three years old. Her, Her sister Amelia was born. And after that, it seemed to like everything started getting better. Like mm-hmm. ever since her sister was born, she's oh, good. been doing a lot better. Can I ask you, what does that conversation, so your first child made you do all of this. When, when do you like even talk about, hey, do you want another baby? <laughs> uh, how does that even happen? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't know. Like we... She was starting to get better. Yes. And we had discussed, like, are we ever going to want another kid? Like, we weren't quite sure. Um, So we did things out of order. So we had Josie first, and then she got sick, so we weren't able to get married when we thought we were going to. (laughs) So then we had to wait for her to get a little better. So she was about two and a half when we got married. Yeah. And our, no, she was like one and a half, two. Yeah. She was like one and a half. Yeah. And um, so we got married and then we were, had been discussing like, do we want to try again? Do we not? Like we weren't a hundred percent sure. And then we just decided that we were going to. Yeah. That's, I mean, and I asked that question to sort of, sorry to cut you off, um, to get under that back to resiliency. Because when you told me that story, like I'm already still so far away from kids, mm-hmm. but like, when you told me that story, like one, just like how much I would have broken down during the process, but then two, if like my partner would ever be like, "Hey, you want you want to do this again?" I'd be like, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> so the fact that like, you, like it, you didn't even have to really think about it. I mean, obviously you thought about it, but not. Like to the magnitude that I have in my head, like my spouse would have to convince me over 
five PowerPoints and like eight months. Like these are all the good things about having a second child. Yeah. Well, if we had had a healthy child, we probably would have like four kids. But, <laughs> um, but we're like, well, let's just try one more time and see what happens, and then we'll be done. <laughs> and my husband's <laughs> like, I'm done after this. So he, he took care of that, yeah. so I didn't have to worry about it. Man. And so, she, I mean, she still like has to take Josie regularly and has to like be on top of that stuff. Then, mm-hmm. oh like, yeah, when I she's that, on medication twice daily and has lots of other stuff too so you can't wait for medicare for all uh yeah <laughs> like obama obamacare was probably one of the best things you to, felt um, the effects then oh yeah mm-hmm. the the whole reason we still have house insurance is because of the aca oh my god that's great like, we would not have insurance my daughter would have been dropped years <sighs> ago from insurance jeez that's crazy to think about. I mean, she would be able to be on Medicaid, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's... Oh, man, that's fascinating. Because it's like Obamacare, for me, I'm just like, it happened, and I'm like... <laughs> but I didn't feel it, you know? Like, I was really? just, I was fortunate enough to, like, not really feel it. How I think I think I, I think I stayed on my parents' health insurance a little bit longer. Really? What year was that? How old were you then? Uh, it, was in 2000, it was in 2009 when it passed. So I was going to say it's right year, before, after, year or two after him. So how old it was right then? before my my oh, daughter was born. Because I, I mean, it affected me. I felt like I was old enough to be paying. Maybe I was off my parents. I was off my parents' insurance before 25, though. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. I don't know. Sidetrack. Because <laughs> you're older than me. <laughs> Am I? Oh, you, you I, both are. But like by months? My birthday's next week, so I'm gonna be 32. Oh, you are next so young week. for our year then. Okay. Yeah, 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 you are. I always like to throw that one out there. <laughs> That's why you're so youthful the baby. still. <laughs> uh, what did you find on this uh, crazy brain thing? I, I don't. I can't understand this okay. article. <laughs> Dean, you should go back. Or did you go back? Um, I was watching you. Are you dumb? This, but no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. There's, <laughs> there's one that he's looking at that like are really talking about. Um, so yeah, five. From five to seven. But like there was ones that were talking about the anatomical part of the brain more than anything is what. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this one. Cerebellar. Mm-hmm. Musicians have there a larger cerebellar volume. More gray matter. <laughs> That's all I got. Gray matter. So gray matter is when you cut the brain. Like if you were to look at the brain, there's white matter and gray matter. Like physically when you're looking mm-hmm. at the gyri. Mm-hmm. So more gray matter is just the so it's like your the outside is white matter then it's gray matter and then it's another layer of yeah white matter gray matter anyways that's like the actual color of our brain then um, it's not pink I, like every movie I've seen well it's hard to say because when you when a brain a fresh brain comes out of a body oh, okay. is not the same color as yep. when you're dissecting it because mm-hmm. it has to sit in formalin for like several weeks before you can even touch it or it'll just fall apart oh, so wow. it does change the color of it and it do, it's more like a gray and a pink okay. like that gray matter is kind of gray and then i've seen a lot of brains was dissecting stuff easy from the get-go for you guys or like did you have to like sort of psychologically prep yourself for it i will say both Brittany and i have been in medical type things for a long time. Like we started yeah. at, in Osseo at a high yeah. school for- um, We both oh. took OEC for it together, yeah. What? Yeah. So. We didn't take it the same time, but- Didn't we? No, you took it junior year, I took it senior. Oh, okay. Well, How homies were you guys in high school? Mm, no. Not really. Okay, no. okay. We had the same homeroom though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you guys been- We never had the same classes, I guess, together or no, anything. not really. So like, even like in college medical training, they're like, cut this brain, you're like, Okay. Well, for OEC, like, I just want to throw this out here, how awesome um, OEC is for our schools. And I don't know how many people are really familiar with it, but um, it's a program that Osseo offers. And then um, there's one other, uh, Spring Lake Park offers. Yeah. And and it's also offered in a couple other places now, too. Oh, okay. Um, I know, like, Southwest High School or something like Hmm. that in... Like the Southwest Metro, they have it too. But other kids from other schools come to our, like, I say our oh. program, come to Osseo's <laughs> program and come to Spring Lake Park's program. So That's we had, it. we took classes with kids from Cooper and Wysada and Need Prairie and all these other places. Oh, cool. Um, and you have to take it for like a whole year and it's a two class 
sec, you know, like it takes up two time class. periods. Okay. But to finish oh, nice. and, and whatnot, you have to take, you have to do clinicals. And so like as a high schooler oh, going to do emergency room and doing 10 hour clinicals, yeah. it was awesome. It yeah. was, I remember I did mine on holidays and the first one was Thanksgiving and people were coming in with like severed arms from like all kinds of turkey cutting accidents. And like, so my exposure, I feel like for me was super early. And then after that, like you can volunteer. So every weekend they'd have like, oh, we're doing a running event or we're doing a hockey event or we're doing this. So you, I saw seizures, I saw all kinds of stuff pretty early on. So for me, wow. it's like, I'm totally numb to that stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't know how great Brittany's clinicals went. Oh, but mine I, were I amazing. Know great. <laughs> I loved, I loved it. Like I <laughs> had like someone who came in who got hit in the face with a softball and they had braces <laughs> so they had to do emergency oral surgery in the er damn it was awesome <laughs> they do surgeries that's that's they dangerous had to. they had to they had no choice that's super dangerous like it was real oh. bad yeah. like i can't imagine was, this, oh, this stuff that's the blood ER. was did they have a mouth guard um i don't think it couldn't so. have gotten like that bad if they did have a mouth guard uh, I don't know. She had braces, so. Well, I feel like if you have braces, you almost have to wear mouth protection, though. Yeah, I don't know. But I've never had braces. I don't really remember. I don't really remember. I just know that there was lots of blood and that they had to do the surgery in there and that it was really cool because I got to watch the it whole was really thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always see is amazing, though. That's how I met my husband. Really? Yeah. He got hit in the face with no. a sock? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean him at clinical. He I took the class. Yeah. Oh, my Except God. he took it, like, way before me and McKenna. Oh, okay. Where did where did he go? What school? He went to Cooper. Uh, like Cooper. Yeah, and he he would come back because like people would come back to that and volunteer and yeah. help with stuff. And he was one of the people who came back and helped. Is your so your marriage is like a high school sweetheart <laughs> story? <laughs> well, not really because I was dating someone at that time. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> another OEC oh. person. Yes, another OEC oh, person. True a story. Career building program? Or is this Bumble before Bumble existed? Jeez, oh people God. just finding all sorts. Of, I should have joined OEC. <laughs> oh, there was a lot of marriages that came out of OEC. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, I can think of a couple. Maybe. Really? They aren't together anymore, so I'm not going to. I'm just not going to say <laughs> But lots of, lots of things. Good. It's a great program, though. It's, it it gives you exposure early on, and I just I learned so much from it. it was, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, we're running out of time, yeah. but McKenna, uh, just briefly, like five minutes, talk about what you wanted to talk about. Did you watch the debates? Oh, because I, I wanted to talk about it with you specifically, Min, but Ew. I would love to hear Dean and Brittany's input on this as well. But did you watch any of the debates? I uh, watched some of it, yeah, both nights. Yep. Both nights, yep. yeah. How did you feel about it? Uh, as a Bernie guy, I thought he was kind of weak, um, yeah. which made me disappointed because um, he's usually so good. I feel like he's almost falling into this trap uh, because of last time. He's like more political, and that's what I think people liked about him was that he wasn't political per se. Mm -hmm. um, he was just always about like issues and stuff like that. Yeah. And now I feel like he's trying to win, and so a lot of his answers weren't um, like how he he's going to do things. It was more like rhetoric. Yeah, yeah. Like, we gotta defeat Trump. I'm like, okay, but like how, dude? Mm. See, but that's I feel like Bernie's always been that way. Like he, I feel like he isn't very specific in his goals. He has these great ideas, yeah. but I feel like his like but pinpoints I feel like he of was how he before and yeah. it's like people are like, how are you gonna fund that he's like well we're just gonna tax the wealthy and like i mean that's yeah. very general but yeah. like yeah but that's like, what okay so i'm totally gonna i'm sorry no but i got really excited um uh god it's, first of all there's fucking too many candidates yes. to like keep track of and it kind of was like i don't think it was a good depiction of anybody like no. it's too early to to get too excited um but elizabeth warren like i had heard and read a few things and some people were really excited about her. I feel like she's kind of this, um, she has these great ideas like Bernie does, mm -hmm. or maybe she's she's definitely like... More progressive. She's definitely on the same level. As Bernie? More progressive than Bernie? No, like just, just yeah. more progressive yeah. of a candidate. Oh, I don't know. Yes, 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 but yes, she, yes, yes. But she has like, she has plans. She has thoughts of like how to get there um, from what she's expressed so far. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm obviously like 
not, no expert in any way of like details on any of them, but I was kind of more excited about how she had like A, B, and C. And so anytime anybody would ask a question during the debates, besides trying to do fact check, which never works as, like as well as you wanted to, yeah. um, like as soon as they actually answer the question or they make a point, I just like would start counting. So if someone was like, <laughs> wait for them to actually say something that was a point, like this is how I want to do that, or this like an oh, actual answer nice. the question. And with her, every time she would answer, like something where she would give A, A, B, and C. It was always like multiple points where she was like more to, and she get passionate, man. She yeah, was, it's just so prepared. She was like, yeah. Because like people would always like preface what they're about to say, and then like right, like you said, like that's why again I hate the format because you get a minute for your response. Like, how are you ever get supposed to get to any of like the substance yeah. if each person gets a minute every time yeah. you ask them a question? And yeah. so like, I think Warren knew the 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 form of mm-hmm. the debate and like they ask her a question yeah. it's like like exactly like you said like she's gonna say one two three and yeah. then like when they cut her off she's already made her point um so you have to fight for you know get a word in on that like oh with that many God. people mm-hmm. and and she 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 looked up there she, on the stage she had this mother goose quality where like <laughs> everyone like would love her but she was also like you said Dude, so I passionate she was angry but like, that she seemed but she angry both. yes she was a bad bitch she was yes. like all right like yes. i'm not i'm not playing around here and i i was i found that like i, I know people drew such a i'm not a fan of hillary but people drew such a like she's such an evil woman like we <laughs> guess the things that she did but like such a sexist view of like oh, here's this like angry bitch up on stage yeah. kind of thing and I I hated that and it always too. bothered me but like I think Warren is just like she just got she was excited she was to the point but she was also like upset when she needed to be upset yes. and she was you know more excited I, don't I know. feel the same way that's why the, the, the very two together and... like she has this mother goose quality mm-hmm. but then she's like but I'm also pissed off <laughs> and you're like wait I like her because she's so nice but yeah. she's like angry about the right things yeah. Wait, do you, uh, what did you think of, oh God, I'm going to butcher his name, Julio? Uh, what's uh, his last name? You know who I'm talking about? Uh, I, I thought you were going to say Buttigieg. No, no, And no. anytime someone's like, what's his name? I'm like, Buttigieg. Uh, the Ro- Robert, whatever. Um, uh, Be- Beto? Beto, yeah. Beto. Yeah, Robert? Fuck. Um, sorry, I was not impressed with him, but... I know that he's he the mofo a... that uh, started speaking Spanish, right? <laughs> no, I, I, he's... he did. Cory Booker did too. My impression. Oh, really? Yeah. Booker's like whoa. He started sounding like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hilarious. My impression of uh, Beto is "Hola, señoritas and señores." Like, <laughs> just wanted to go in that politician door right away. I know. Right away. I know. Like, oh man, it was You're... a flop. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was not cute. Shoot! All right. Well. Uh, when, once the, the cycle picks up a little bit, McKenna, you should come back on, talk to Ross or one of our other political friends. Let's get, of, we got to get Ross. One I mean, of our other political crazy. friends that don't agree with us. You know more of those than I do because yeah. I've yeah. pretty much like separated myself from those people. And not, <laughs> not intentionally. I think they just got sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> you liberal snowflake. So, yeah. Great. Oh, that's my girl up on the screen right there. AOC. AOC. I know I love her too. I'm a big fan. Me big too. fan. All right. Well, thank you both for coming on. Brittany, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, yeah, of course. That's not, I mean, that's not easy to share, um, but it really, like, like, I don't know. It just, like, I'm like, man, people are so much stronger than I am. Um, and so now I agree with you, McKenna. Because when you were like, oh, you're way more resilient than I am, like, but M- McKenna's strong as hell. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> Your guys are gonna be way too much credit. So, like, then I heard your story. I'm like, Jesus! Like, I don't know. I, I had yeah. trouble like bringing my dad to the Mayo for his like prostate checkup. I'm like, Dad, you're gonna die. <laughs> it's like, dude, I just can't take a piss right now. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, what you had to go through, I'm like, that's insane. So, thank you for sharing that. Um, all right. Well, this is usually Dawson's part, so I'm gonna get us out of here. Uh, connect with the Quality Under Pressure podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Quality Under Pressure. We're QUP Podcast on Twitter. You can listen to us pretty much on any podcast platform. I think we recently got on Pandora. I think that's Ooh. what it is. Yeah. Ooh. And you can shoot us emails at qualityunderpressure at gmail.com.